Hey, business gal pals, welcome back. This week, I am talking to Alishba about the emotional roller coaster of business. Alishba is a corporate girl turned entrepreneur, and her mission is to empower women to tap into their potential to share their skills and knowledge with the world. She is doing this with her business, ALD Creative Solutions, by helping women create their websites and courses so they can get their first or next client and start living the life with freedom. Welcome, Alishba. I'm so glad to have you here on the podcast this week. I'm really excited to talk to you about this emotional roller coaster that we all go through when we start and run our businesses. Oh my God. So much emotional roller coaster all over the place. We're having the right conversation. And thank you so much for having me. It is so, so nice to be here with you. So why don't you tell us the origin of ALD Creative Solutions and how you came to be this person who helps women with their websites and courses? Yeah, absolutely. So actually my history, like you said, uh, I was a corporate girl. I was in the corporate world for 10 or 12 years. God, I can't even count anymore. Um, And I always wanted to climb the ladder. Like I was that person that I was going to climb the ladder. I was going to get to the top and I was going to be happy there. You know, you go very early on. It's like, you go to school, you get educated, you go to college, you join a company and then you stay there forever. Um, And then that doesn't always happen, right? So what ended up happening with me is I was at this amazing company, like the guys there, I'm in energy, by the way. So I'm in Houston, energy, everything worked out really well and mostly worked with guys. And the guys there were like my big brothers um, until I got laid off. So the boss, he was like, I was one of the first people at the company and he was so dear to me and we had such a great relationship, but unbeknownst to me, he was wanting to sell the company. And because I had been there for the longest, I had climbed my way up all the way to the top just to be picked off of that tree, you know? Um, And so I was like, it's okay. We'll figure life out. And in the same week that I got laid off, I found out I was pregnant with twins. Wow. (laughs) So I, and normally twins, twin pregnancies are not the easiest, right? So I took it as like a blessing in disguise that I, maybe I need some time to lay low. Luckily, my pregnancy was amazing. I have two beautiful little girls. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to take this opportunity to be like the mom, like that's always there. I'm going to do activities with them and take them places. And Oh my God, having tw- infant twins that just need you and cling on to you. And oh, I did. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And at the time, because I wasn't working, my husband had like, he had a good job, but it required him to travel all the time. And so literally a week after the twins were born, he was like, Hey, I got to go take this trip for about a week and I'll see you when I get back. And imagine like just me and two infant kids. It was, it was it, at, at that point, I started to realize like nobody tells you or nobody explains to you how difficult motherhood is and mm. what postpartum depression truly is and all kinds of stuff, you know? Yeah. As short as I can, because I, I can go a long time on this, is um, I ended up, I, you know, I, it was one of the first times in my life I raised my hand and I said, I can't do this and I need help. Um, and so, my, I sat down with my husband and he goes, if you need to do something for yourself, do it. Because if you're not happy, like you're nobody else is going to be happy. And he was hundred percent. Right. Um, and I ended up getting my dream job, which was the director of marketing at an energy company again here in Houston. Um, except that it was 52 miles away each way and 20 in tolls every day. So it was amazing job. It's just, I went from one extreme to always being at home with my kids to 
my kids always being in daycare and I was never with them. And I just, it really got to me because I was pouring myself into my work. And then when I would come home, my girls would be the first ones in daycare and the last ones to leave. Right. And I would come home and they would be cranky and I would be exhausted. And it's just not what you want for your life. And luckily I actually got laid off again for the second time. (laughs) Oh, wow. Another blessing in disguise. Another blessing in disguise. Yeah. I mean, I think things happened to me twice. So it's, it's, it was, I was giving my soul to this company and I, when I got laid off, it made me realize, like really, really made me realize that I can't keep doing this where I'm putting my life in other people's hands to do whatever they want with it. And I really needed to start stepping up and figuring out what is it that I want in my life. And that led me to saying, I'm not going to let other people and my bosses decide when, when I can be with my babies and when I need to do work and all that. And that's why I created my own company. Um, However, I wish at that point I had the confidence to do it myself. I didn't. I was like, I'm going to do something for myself and I needed support. So I spoke to my brother, which my brother and my father, they're both very entrepreneurial and we figured something out. And my brother and I ended up going into business together. Um, And we ended up buying like this in the super bustling Houston downtown, like huge office building. We ended up buying a retail location there that like I would run. Uh, we took over the keys on February 7th, 2020. Oh, wow. In March, 2020, we got shut down and I had poured like my, my savings all into this. So now I'm here March, 2020 because COVID hit and nobody's in that building anymore. And I had just dumped so much money into this. I'm like, what am I going to do now? And that's when I started Googling, like, what am I going to do? How can I work from home? What is it that I can do? And that's when I, like, I realized I'm like, it's not that I need to reinvent something from the start. Like I already know marketing. I already know how to create websites. I already know all of this stuff. I know messaging and design and all that. And there's a lot of people right now looking for work from home jobs. So there's a lot of new entrepreneurs. So why not help them with their dreams? And that's one of the things that it, it was like a wake up call. Like I can actually do something I love by empowering other people to do what they love. And I think it just like started to click together. And when I got into doing websites, um, one of my friends came to me, she was like, I'm doing a course. Can you help me with my PDF and like my workbook? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Let's see how it goes. And it just ended up like, can you help me with my videos? Can you help me? What do I say here? Can you help me with this? And that's how I got introduced to creating courses. Um, And now I do both website creation and course creation. And with course creation, it's like strategy and implementation and tech, everything that you can need that goes with both of those things. That's amazing. Wow. I definitely an emotional roller coaster of a story mm-hmm. there. I mean, just, <laughs> just being laid off even once, let alone twice, and then having to completely pivot and readjust into almost that extreme opposite of your life. And then finding that happy medium and really carving your own pathway of what is the right lifestyle for you and your situation. So what are your go-to emotional management tools? Because I know you didn't just get through that. Like, oh, it was no big deal. I I just had a cocktail and we were good. My mom came over and we're fine. (laughs) Can it work like that? I would love for it to work. I don't know. If anybody does, please write into (laughs) the show and let us know. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I was very lost for a little bit. Like it wasn't something that just clicked in my head and I knew what to do. And 
it, it wasn't until I started investing in myself for me to figure out what is the next right thing for me. I, um, I met, you know, a few coaches online. I, I mean, when I went to this online world, I saw a huge, huge world that I never knew existed before this. Right. And I found mentors. I found people that I really enjoyed talking to. I found the programs that I really enjoyed um, being in. And, and I got myself a coach, like, just to be honest, I got myself a coach who could then help me understand what are the right steps to take before I knew what those were. And it's, I'm not saying like go crazy and go spend thousands and thousands of dollars, but get yourself a support system, get yourself a coach. It could literally be a hundred bucks a month, you know, like, and get in a community where people are already doing what you want to do. And the other thing I will say is I did not know mindset was a thing. I swear to you before November, which, you know, right now we're in August, so it's almost been a year. um, I had no idea that mindset is what made you or, or broke you, you know? And I, thankfully one of the programs that I was in had a mindset coach and I would not miss those calls. Like, I know it's, it's really easy when you get into a coaching program to kind of like, you're excited about it at first, and then you kind of don't show up for the calls anymore. Like, I don't know if I'm reading any of your head, <laughs> Danielle, like, I know you also have a coaching program. Um, but in the mindset calls, I showed up and I spoke up. And if something was bothering me, I didn't hide. I said it because it just, it didn't make sense, right? Like if I'm hiding and I'm only hurting myself, if I say it, yeah, people might judge me for 30 seconds, but more than likely, those people are feeling the same way that I am and haven't been able to verbalize it. So I, I made myself vulnerable. And because of that, I actually have a sticky note on my on my computer, which I still read every day is my success is inevitable, because I keep showing up and moving forward. Like, mm, and that's, that's, that's what I've learned is it's literally just daily, consistent action. Even if you wake up, I mean, you guys, I have two little kids who get sick all the time, like cannot do stuff. They're pulling at each other. They're pulling at me and in, and they weren't in daycare for a bit, bit because they, well, there was COVID going on. Right. And I was like, why well, I, I can't possibly figure out what I can do when the girls are killing each other and they're killing me Yeah, <laughs> almost three years old now, but um, quite the distraction. I, oh my God. So much. So, and I don't, I don't want to just put on the TV, even though I know that sometimes we have to, it was just, what is the one thing today that I can do? Even if I can't do anything else, what is the one thing today that's going to help me get just a little bit ahead? It's daily consistent action. Even if I don't want to do it, what is the one thing I can do? I love that. I agree. Addressing your mindset and then just making sure that you're showing up every day, at least a little bit, right? At least a drop in the bucket because eventually it will be filled up. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how do you stick with it when you're facing those low moments when you're just like, oh, this is, this feels so hard. This feels, what am I even doing? I don't have time for this. I have two little kids that need me. I have a family. I have all these other things. How do you stick with your goals? Oh, that's a really good question. And I, I can't even promise that I'm still doing a good job. Like, I think it's, it's something that I'm still struggling with every day. Right. I think we all are. I think no matter how big we get or where, from where we come from to where we want to go. I don't think that that's something that just disappears. I think it's something we need to work on every single day. And for me, when I get stuck is the self-doubt is the, I can't do this today. I don't, I don't know how to do it. 
it's, I've started to talk to myself. <laughs> I know it sounds a little creepy, but I'm like, no, I can do it. Why, why do I think I can't? And I like try to just ask myself, like, what is it that I can't do? And I realize, like, like I have a course that I'm, I'm selling beta for, right? Like my website, I have a DIY website course that I'm, that I'm selling some spots for. And you have to, you have to show up and you have to tell people, otherwise, how, how are you going to help them and help them create their websites if you don't show up and tell them? And I'm like on day 14 of repeating the same thing again and again and again, and I'm like, oh, I'm sick of this. Like, people don't know. They're not going to come. And it's going to suck. And I'm like, wait, hang on. Is that true? Is that true that people aren't going to come, that this is not needed? And I'm like, no, well, I already have, they're almost full. The spots are almost full. So does that mean people need it? Yes. Does that mean you should keep doing this for the people that need it? Yes. And you kind of have to, like, logically talk yourself out of it, you know? And um, one thing Tony Robbins actually says is, he said there's five things to mastery when it comes to Tony. The first two, which is the only two that I can remember off the top of my head. Okay. So if you guys want to know the other three, like you're going to have to message me um, or Google it. <laughs> the first one is feed your brain. And the second one is feed your body. So feed your brain is you have to wake up and convince yourself first that you can do this. And then only is everybody else going to believe in you. And when you feed your brain and you educate yourself, whether it's reading or watching something that's actually going to help you grow every day, not like the news, the news will be there, but read a book that is going to get you there. Read, like follow a mentor that's going to help you get there. Go on a coaching call, like do something for 30 minutes every single day. That's going to help elevate you as a person, you as a business owner. And when you feed that in your brain, it goes in a different direction than if you feed it. I can't do this. I don't know why I'm doing this. And it actually like the stuff that's going in is going to weed out the stuff that you don't want in there. Cause there's only, you know, like it, it's what goes in it pushes something else out. So, and, and the same thing with your body, like just get up, move, feel good about yourself, feed your, feed your brain and your body. So that's I what I'm that. trying to do. <laughs> Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful effort. I mean, that's what we have to do, right? To pull ourselves out of those low moments, just feed ourselves in that healthy way. And it goes beyond just the nutrition. Yes. You know, like you said, it's it's feeding your brain and your heart and all those good things with with that inspiration, you know, bring in some inspiration, something that makes you think, something that makes you consider life on a different wavelength for just a little bit. I think that's super important. Yeah, and honestly, the other thing is, we get so in the weeds with everything. I am very much a goal oriented person. I am very money motivated. Like, cause I was, you know, I had six figures when I was uh, at my nine to five and I'm like, I need to be at six figures because, and then I realized I don't actually need to be at six figures if it doesn't make me happy. And I like would write down my goals and did I meet them and did I not? And I always made it mean something about me. Like if I'm mm. it means I'm successful. If I didn't meet my goal, it means I'm not successful. And it's just not true. Like numbers are numbers and it's what you want them to mean, right? I could be short of my goal and still have had a killer month because I made some amazing friends, because I met some great people, because I learned a new software. There's so many things that can mean. And for me, I was putting so much pressure on myself because of the of the number itself. And I, I, I just realized I had to let that go. And overall in my business, look at the bigger picture. Is it 
going where I wanted to go? Am I aligned with what I want to do? And now today, that's what that, what success means to me is, am I talking to people and helping them? Am I in the bigger version of where I want my business to go? Is it going in that direction? That's what success now means to me. It took a while, but now I'm here. (laughs) But what a beautiful shift for you to be able to say like, the success really comes when this fits into my life and supports my life and uplifts me in all the right ways, instead of calling me to, you know, be separate of my life and pour all of myself into that and then take the drags back to my family and the rest of my life. Absolutely. I think that's a shift that's going on overall in the business world. You know, so much of the six figure success, 10 figure or 10 K months, you know, that's what we're being told over and over is the story of success. But I like to remind clients too, sometimes that's six figures, you know, those are revenue numbers. And sometimes it comes with six figures in ads, Mm -hmm. you know? So, (laughs) so when we're talking, like, does it fit into my life? Does it feed me through profits? Does it really, you know, help elevate me in the right ways? You know, that success can come at many, many different levels. Yes. And honestly, especially with like the financial goals, um, I, I've always been like a high achiever, which honestly, I didn't realize like I'm a high achiever. I'm a perfectionist. All these things came out of the woodwork when I became an entrepreneur is, um, know what your needs are, right? Some people, they go into business because they want to, they want fulfillment in a different way. Some people do it on the side and they still have their nine to five. So they don't need the financial portion. And some people they dive right in or they, you know, they want to help contribute to the family. Like everybody has a different reason, but figure out what is, what is your needs versus what are your wants? And when I first started, I went straight to my wants, not my needs. And I think that came up with so many just worms in my head, just overall. So for me, it was important. What are my needs? Let's outline that. And once I can do that consistently, then that means, okay, like, you know, your needs can be something, you know, a thousand, 2000, whatever it is. And then once I hit that now, now, and how do I feel about my business? Do I have capacity to grow? Am I enjoying what I do? Always continue to evaluate. And then you can hit your wants. Yeah. And what an interesting thing to reflect on, like, do I feel successful and fulfilled when I've met my needs or do I have to go straight for my wants? Right. Like even just outside of business, just looking at that question, am I successful? Am I feeling grounded and fulfilled when I've met all my needs or am I really jumping straight to the wants and probably ignoring some of those needs in the process? Yep. I, I agree with you. And I think that's something that like in the nine to five world, even for me growing up, it's, it's, things have to be a certain way. Like I I was conditioned and I can't speak for everybody, but I was conditioned like, this is what we do there. And it was like elimination of free choice. You know, like when you graduate, you have to get a job and there was no, but if I want to do something else, it's just not structured that way. And I think that what you're saying about the business world as it is, is we're starting to question some of the basics. Like why do we have to work at work? We just did it a whole year without having to go into work. So clearly there's other options. Why is it that it needs to be nine to five? Like, and especially the big tech companies are helping change that too, right? Like get your work done. You don't have to sit in your chair just because just to keep it warm, like get your work done and go home. And yeah. And in that shift, we're learning more too, that it's about the value exchange, you know, value for money, not just hours for money. And so we're really looking more at like, you know, what does it mean to get your work done? But is that value that you're delivering on? And how 
do you value that in yourself? You know, are, are you getting paid what you're worth in your nine to five job? And if not, how could you communicate the value that you bring to your organization so that you can make that ask so that you can get what you need, right? And what you want in the process. Yeah. And I think in general, people have, uh, apparently this is like, we're in the great resignation. People are unhappy. Have you heard that term? The great resignation? No, interesting. So, you know, there was like the great depression, the great, all these things. But right now I was attending a seminar for, for Tony Robbins over like just a couple of weeks ago. And they mentioned the great resignation where right now people are so unhappy, like working because we've just spent so much time at home and like being with our families and like doing work on our own time that now that people are like having to go back to work, they're resigning. They're like, I'm Mm. not happy here. And I, and there is a, like, there is beauty in that is like, people are realizing that that doesn't make me happy. What is it that's going to make me happy? What is it that's going to provide me like inner peace? And I can't say balance because I don't, like it's very hard to keep a balance, but more harmony in my life, you know? Yeah. Where am I going to be able to spend time with my family and spend time doing what I love to do, working or outside of that? Um, and what's going to help me get there? And, you know. Yeah. And hopefully the companies will shift along with that in seeing their people kind of, you know, letting go, saying, this isn't for me, this isn't working. They can say, well, who is this right for? Or how can we shift so that our needs are being met? but our employees needs are being met as well. I don't, so I don't know in like the real world, (laughs) the real world, the non online world, what companies are doing, but I know in the online world that that shift is happening. Like we have people that are working contract work. um, They're creating their own companies. They're freelancing, all that kind of stuff. And then you have people that they're freelancers that have grown so much who now have agencies who have, who've outsourced a lot of work who now they actually need employees, right? Like totally hiring people to work from home online. And that I feel at the stuff I've seen, they consider that is the, t- they, they consider the type of person they want over like, you have to have the skills and all of these technologies. You have to have worked with all these programs. It's because they're hiring a full person. You can mm-hmm. always train for the tech stuff and for the programming and all the other stuff, but you can't train a person to be somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what a great shift that is to be so focused on the whole person, right? Like who is coming to the table instead of just what can we get from them? Yes. And especially as women, we were once upon a time, okay. When I was working, when, after I had my babies, I would go to work and I I would have gotten up at like five o'clock that morning, right. Just to make sure that I had everything for my girls. I was dropping them off to daycare. Like everything was set. Their bags were packed. Then driving over an hour to work and getting there at 8.30 and then getting not yelled at, but getting reprimanded because I didn't get there at eight and I got there at 8.30 um, because I I was quote unquote late, right? And then I would have to leave at 4.30 because I had to fight the traffic back. If I left five minutes later than that, my one hour drive would be one hour and 45 minute drive. Just wow. to go all the way across to get my kids again. Like it, I, th- I don't think that they knew that they hired a mother, <laughs> you know, like maybe they did, maybe they were okay with it. And maybe the whole situation was just different. It was before COVID. Um, but I think that people are now understanding, like you're hiring people, they come with emotions, they come with different things. They, they are fathers and mothers. Um, but I, I hope that this is 
a better shift for women. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like we veered a little off track. I know. I feel like (laughs) it's such a good conversation. I just want to roll with it. We're just going to keep going, but to take it back to this idea of the emotional roller coaster that we go on when we go into business for ourselves, you know, what did that look like for you? So you mentioned some of your limiting beliefs coming up, like, Oh no, I'm a perfectionist. I had no idea. Um, but how did you maneuver through that to kind of let go of that so that it didn't stop you in your tracks and that you could keep going in your business? Yeah, yeah. Um, limiting beliefs, I didn't know were a thing either. Like, honestly, I learned more in like the last year than I have over the last 30 years, you know, is um, I didn't know mindset was a thing. I didn't know limiting beliefs were a thing. But I think being aware, like once I knew what they were, educating myself on that, being aware, showing up. Those are the things that made me recognize what's going on. And honestly, I started reading. I did like I, mm. one of the, I joined two communities, which I very much love and hold dear to my heart because they showed me this path. But one of the communities has a book club every month. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I don't read books. <laughs> and I realized I didn't have to sit down and read it. Right. I realized when I dropped my girls to daycare, I can just put it on audible. And I just started reading quote unquote reading. Right. I just started listening to these books. I would, I would start volunteering to do the dishes because that would give me like a 20, 30 minute reading break. Cause I was nice. on my headphones. Yeah. My husband loved it. Um, it. It's just making like time for my own self. And then people said, journal, journal, journal. And I'm like, I don't journal you guys. <laughs> like I don't journal. And I was like, you know what, if everybody is saying that this is something that's going to change, like it's going to change me, it's going to be worth it. Then I kind of have to say, like, I don't know everything. Like Mm. it didn't work for me in the past or I don't like doing it, but I'm here now and people are suggesting this and what I'm doing isn't working. So let's try something else. Just knowing that I don't know everything and I should learn from the people that have gone before me. I started journaling and I can tell you, I'm still not consistent at journaling. I've been trying for a year. I'm still not consistent, but I will tell you on the days that I journal, I do see the difference. Wow. I I take a minute. I I literally take, I think journaling takes like 15 minutes. I take 15 minutes. The first hour of my day is for me. And Mm. then I start working with my client stuff. I love it. And I, and I journal and like, I set an intention for the day. I do gratitude because I, I believe in the universe, (laughs) call it God, call it the universe, call it whatever. And I, I feel like I have an abundant life, no matter what things are in it. That does like, I'm not a thing person, but I just look around and I'm like, during a time where we have so many people suffering, like in all sorts of the situation all over the world, I have a roof over my head. I don't have to worry about what to buy at the grocery store. I just put it on the list and I hit, I click order now and it, and it works, right? I'm you don't like, even have to go to the grocery I don't store. Even have to go I mean, to the yeah, store. this is abundance. This is exactly. And I just, in the times, and again, the emotional roller coaster, in the times I feel like I'm not making enough and I should be earning more. And I, I have to literally stop and like look around my room and say, girl, I'm working from home. I don't have to be anywhere, go anywhere. I don't even have to change out of my pajamas if I don't want to. I'm able to send my kids to daycare so that they have their growing, like they're growing in their element. Um, I have a food, I have a house. I'm, I'm abundantly blessed. Yeah, that definitely shifts your perspective out of that yeah. scarcity when you're 
like, oh no, I didn't do it quite right. My business isn't going as fast as I'd like it to, or as big as I'd oh, like it to, yeah. or all those things. Yeah. I also learned how impatient I am. <laughs> I want <laughs> results right now. And I've learned that's not what happens in business, right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm ready for step X. And they're like, no, we have step A, B, C, yeah. D, E. And, <laughs> yeah. to go and you kind of have to go through it. You have to feel it on the inside before you can, before you actually realize. I know like, I I say this now and I know like I'm going to be experiencing so much more of this in the next few years that this is going to be a joke. (laughs) But that's just the beautiful part of the journey, right? Is that constant and never ending growth that you're just always open to that opportunity and that that opportunity responds to that openness and you will grow. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. So what are the high points that make this entrepreneurial journey worth it for you? Oh, okay. So this may not sound like a high point, but I promise it is. My daughter got sick on Friday. She had been like feeling bad um, Wednesday and Thursday. And we're like, we're just, we'll see. Like we gave her a little bit of medicine. We didn't know. They don't verbalize exactly what they need. Right. Um, but she came home from school on Friday. I, we dropped her off probably at like eight 30, nine o'clock at 10 o'clock. Um, the school called me and they said, she's not feeling good. She's not moving. She doesn't have a fever and mm-hmm. like nothing is physically wrong with her, but she's lying in a corner and that's not who she is. And I'm like, you're right. She's normally the one like causing all the ruckus. She's not the one lying in the corner. <laughs> and at that moment I was able to say, Hey, don't worry. I'll be there in 20 minutes. That to me is the biggest blessing because if I was at a nine to five, I I couldn't do that. First of all, my nine to five was like an hour away. So I could never even be close to my kids. And the second thing is I would have to go in and profusely apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. My daughter is sick. I need to go take care of her. Is it okay? I would be asking permission. I would be apologizing. And I should never have to ask for permission or apologize to take care of my, my child first. I just shouldn't No, nobody should. And when she got sick and I put down the phone and, you know, changed out of my pajamas and I was able to walk out the door and then, you know, take care of her and take her immediately to the doctor afterwards without having to worry about like what's going to happen and how much work I'm missing. That's the freedom that I feel blessed with. That's, that's what I want in my life. Like today, before this podcast, I took a nap because I wasn't feeling well. <laughs> That's the freedom I I like. That for the moments that are tough, I have to remember that it's it's I'm looking for freedom long term. I'm not looking for the dollar today, you know? Mm, I, I love to that. Grow, continue to go, daily consistent action and continue to grow. Beautiful. I love that looking for the freedom today, not the dollar yeah. tomorrow. That's beautiful. So beautiful. So give us your favorite business hack or a bit of advice that you'd like to share with the business gal pals out there. Okay. I would say trust yourself and don't get scared. Like, trust me, everybody is scared. Even the people that you think are the high ballers, even Danielle and and me, like, there are times when we are scared. Oh yeah. I'm scared all the time. <laughs> totally. Totally. Even publishing on Instagram, anything like you guys think that it's that I do it. No problem. I mean, I do it. No problem. But there's fear there every time. Yes, I agree. And the same thing with my course, with my DIY website course, every time I hit publish or post, 
it's like, oh my God, what is everybody going to think about me? Like, are they going to think I'm a loser? And especially you guys, like your business besties online are going to be your best support system. It's not them that I'm worried about. It's my, it's my aunt and my grandmother and people like that. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to see this like ridiculous reel. And they're going to be like, what is she doing? (laughs) (laughs) What is she even talking about? Making websites? What is that? Yeah. They're like, we didn't know that you went to school for programming. I'm like, I didn't go to school for programming. (laughs) So how do you know how to do that? I'm like, I figured it out. Just like I figured everything out. And it's always the family members have the harshest critiques, you guys. Okay, so Robert Kiyosaki, right? The rich dad, poor dad author. He is a mega multimillionaire, you know, real estate investor, all this stuff. And he has an auntie who still asks him when he's going to get a job because he doesn't have a nine to five, y'all. So so just know it's normal. (laughs) Let it happen. Yes, I would say don't, don't let yourself get scared. If you want to do something and you feel passionate about it, just just put yourself out there and ask the universe. Be like, hey figure, help me figure this out. And, and just know that not everybody knows everything. Not everybody has all the answers. It's you stake your first step and you start. And that's how you get there. It's literally daily consistent action. So I, I, I'm not always comfortable putting myself out there on social media, but I know that that's the only way I can reach my audience right now. That's the only way I want to be able to reach my audience. And I'm not going to be able to help the people that I want to help if nobody knows I exist. So while I'm uncomfortable, and I'm scared and I don't want to do it, I'm still going to take that daily consistent action, that uncomfortable action, because I got to get out of my head and I just got to do. And the not doing is what will bring your business crashing down. <laughs> that, yeah. The world. So um, I think it was Tony or Dean. Tony, I, I say Tony like he's my best friend. It was either Tony Robbins or Dean Graciosi that um, they said information is everywhere, right? Don't don't be informational, be in, be an influencer. Don't be an something like that. I'm messing it up, but it's like, don't be the person who just provides the information, be the person that actually influences someone's life. Yeah. And I don't mean influencer in an Instagram point of view. I mean, no, but like the motivation to apply that information so that they can take the benefit of the transformation. Absolutely. And back before like the internet was so big information was, was power, right? Like knowledge is power, but knowledge and knowledge is still power. Like still go out and read your books and do all those things. Knowledge is power, but execution is this King right now. Like you can learn everything, but unless you do, you're not going to help yourself get there. Absolutely. Wow. That was amazing. Thank you so much. This was just such a phenomenal conversation. I'm sorry. I veered you off track. No, no. (laughs) We we just flow with the divine of it all. You know, like we're being guided through our conversations, just go where we need to be so that the right listeners will hear it. So I know that it was perfect. So where can listeners find you if they want to find out more about your DIY website course or, you know, the other services that you offer, where can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So you can always go to my website. It's um, www.aldcreative, like Alishba Lakani Danani. I know my name is wrong. I'm sorry. .com. So www.aldcreative.com. And if you want to learn about like the DIY website, there's a tab on there in the menu for you. Um, But if you just want to like hang out and chill and be friends, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, And that's Alishba Lakani on Facebook and 
Elish Balakani on Instagram too. It, it might be Elish Balakani Danani on Facebook. Okay, <laughs> we'll link to it in the, the show link. Notes Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Elishba. It's been a pleasure having this conversation with you. And I just know our listeners are going to get a lot out of it. So thank you so much. I hope so. I hope it helped everybody. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate this.